nice thought that was supposed to fulfill you for the week, and it was empty. It was so exciting when I learned, no, the Bible's practical. It's meant to be lived. And that's what we celebrate as a country. You know, we celebrate uh, the battle for independence hundreds of years ago. And I don't know about you, but I was a history major in college, and when I think about the battle for independence, the first thought that always comes to my mind is Valley Forge. Uh, you know, uh, the Continental Army that was fighting for our freedom, fighting for us to be a country, they weren't doing so well, and they needed a place to winter. So they went to Pennsylvania. They had 12,000 troops, which is kind of funny to think about. You know, now, 12,000 troops, that's nothing. But that was, that was our big army that was uh, breaking us away from England. They went to Valley Forge, and it was difficult. Over those four months, uh, 20% of the men died. That's a lot of people. I mean, if you have 12,000, and all of a sudden you're missing over 2,000, that is a lot of people. And I, I used to always think it was a severe cold, but as I did more study, I realized they built homes quick. <laughs> they went out there chopping down trees. They, they were getting homes up. They said within three days they had they started having the first houses up. They knew they wanted to be warm. The challenge was there was no food. All their horses were dying. Men were dying. George Washington got to the point where he almost, he, he was like, if something doesn't change soon, I'm going to have to disband the army just so they can survive. But they endured. They endured that because they were committed to honor. They are committed to freedom. They went through the Valley Forge. They saw, They went through that suffering, and we know they went on to victory. And you know, the amazing thing with the July 4th weekend is we're not just celebrating that. We're thinking about the continued commitment our country has had to freedom. You know, you think about World War I and the, 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 the craziness of trench warfare that we can't even imagine. But, you know, World War I was I'm in a trench here, and you're in a trench in that wall, and I can hear you talking, and you can hear me talking, and at certain points, you know, whoever's in charge of us is going to have us all get out and go kill each other hand to hand. And the horrors of that, and yet the commitment to, no, 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 we need to protect freedom. World War II, the first thought my mind is drawn to is D-Day. I, I never stop being in awe of how the men just willingly, wave after wave, went on shore and in the last year, I, I can't remember the name of the book, but I read this book about the taking of Omaha Beach and just, just the massive amount of death, and yet the Americans willingly got out each boat. They still got out, even though they knew what they were coming into, they still got out. Why? Because they were committed to honor. You know, I think about the Vietnam War, and uh, what a crazy war that was, and uh, for me, I always think of uh, the movie, uh, uh, We Were Soldiers, you know, based on Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, that Mel Gibson did a movie. And it's an amazing movie. He, that guy was an amazing man. Here, he was this, uh, you know, Ivy League educated uh, man who was so committed to his men, he was like, I'm going to be the first one on the field and the last one off. And he was. And they got dropped into a, an area they couldn't win. They're getting decimated. His superiors multiple times called and said, you need to leave. Just leave your men.
last one to leave. And you go, why? Well, because he was committed to honor. You know, I look at all of our wars we've had in the Middle East and continue to have, and how uh, men continually willingly go. You know, uh, I was driving down the Simi Valley Freeway, and the, they had signs up over the overpasses welcoming home soldiers from Afghanistan. And then I read in the paper another group from Ventura County being sent to Afghanistan, and they willingly go. You know, why? Because they're committed to honor. Not just an idea, but living it. You know, and I really, I really admire that. You know, it makes me think about this weekend. I admire that throughout history we can look how our country didn't just like the idea, but lived it. And how much more appropriate as Christians. You know, uh, as, as Christmas, Christians, we're called to, the, to honor God with our lives. And it's always been the same call. Um, you know, the, the history of the Old Testament, you had the Israelites come to the promised land. Uh, they had, they had uh, uh, priests who were in charge, and they wanted a king. They got Saul. He wasn't a good king. So they got David. They got King David. The height of Israel's glory. Things are going amazing. For the most part, they're following God. They're excited. David dies. His son Solomon takes over. For the most part, things go well. Although you can, as you read, you know, uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, it's obvious that Solomon kind of deviated. And, you know, he, he took wives from many other cultures. And at different times, they influenced him away from God. But for the most part, he followed God. And it was a great time for the Israelites. Then when Solomon died, his son Rehoboam took over. And right away he had a decision to make. Right away he was approached and he was told by a bunch of advisors, hey, you're too harsh on, uh, on the people. He, he was told by his father's advisors, you're too harsh. You need to lighten up your demands on them and they'll let you rule. And then his, his young friends are like, no, nah, don't listen to those guys. You need to crush them. You need to tax them more. You need to demand more. So Solomon, I mean, uh, Rehoboam goes, I demand more. And immediately, the, the country of Israel split in two. You had the northern kingdom, and the southern kingdom, which was Judea. If you go through the history of the
coming to save you. And I hope as we go through this uh, that you're able to uh, maybe see a few things that, that inspire you. Or maybe, uh, I know when I, when I, as I studied out Amos, it kind of sobered me. Like, wow, I better be careful. So we're going to dive right in. And
Well, I appreciate uh, the, the, the message from Steve. And I have asked uh, Andrea, and it's confirmed he is a prideful guy. <laughs> I'm just, I appreciate the uh, uh, communion from Gio, and I want to wish everyone a happy 4th of July. It only seems like 365 days ago we were celebrating this. Yeah. It just time flies, doesn't it? Yeah. So this is a time in our service where we tithe and give to God. And um, if you would, please turn in your Bibles to Luke uh, chapter 21. I'm always interested when I read some of these stories, what is, what, what's going on? You, you, uh, what, what is happening? Who's doing what? Where is everybody sitting? Because sometimes when you read this, I have a wild imagination. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, and, and I, can, I can really think off 